0: are you ready to take the lead in the dance of life fall in love with who you are right now and find uninhibited joy every day then it's time for you to flaunt your smart sexy and spiritual self join radio host laura cheadle and learn how the five steps of flaunt can help you quit seeking approval proving your worth and release you from the judgment of others express all that you are discover your naked self-worth and finally enjoy the life you've worked so hard to create To all the women who have cried in the shower, smiled when they wanted to scream, and couldn't wait to get home and unhook their bra. Flaunt is the definitive guidebook on how to get back in touch with who you are underneath your labels, roles, and scripts. Fall in love with yourself right now. Breathe life into the dreams you left behind and live each day with uninhibited joy. Pick up a copy of Laura Cheadle's number one best-selling book, Flaunt. Drop your cover and reveal your smart, sexy and spiritual self wherever books are sold. It's available in print, digital and audio formats and comes with two downloadable meditations.
1: Hello, welcome to Flaunch, build your dreams and live your sparkle. We are going to get our sparkle on in a huge way today. As you know, I am a lover of movement. I am a lover of dance and passion because I I really feel like that passion flows through you when you dance and it can change who you are. Now, whether or not you are a movement person, a dance person, a I cannot even stand getting up in the morning and stretching person, this show is going to be for you. And here is why. On this show today, I have got a couple of women who started this incredible fitness movement. I have been a fan for, let me think, maybe nine months now. And what I love about it is they come from different unique backgrounds, but they have found connection and similarity in their journey and they rise help other women to rise up they help other women to get strong physically and emotionally and they really help everybody in their world get better and thrive they are ashley and trisha of rebel fit so welcome to the show ladies Thank you. Thank you. That's so good to be here. I love Rebel. I would like to start the show by having you explain to listeners, what is this whole Rebel Fit thing? I think, first of all, um, Rebel is sort of um,
2: our umbrella parent company. And then we have a couple of formats um, that we offer both online as well as live classes and instructor trainings. Um, we have a dance fitness program called Groove. It's um, high intensity, badass boot camp style dance fitness is like is how we like to describe it. And then we also have a strength format. Um, it is called Strength Rebel Strength, and it's choreographed sculpting using um, a lot of body weight and re- then body weight resistance, um, light weights, minimal equipment. Um, it involves a lot of high rep, and we set it to music, so you kind of get lost in the music. That's sort of our intention with both groove and strength is sort of to get lost in the music and that's sort of where you're thinking not how many more of these do I have to do we love how it how many me- more mountain climbers are <laughs> we, <laughs> <doing>? <laughs> we Describe at the gateway drug into the fitness industry
1: you talked about not having a lot of, you know, chit chat chat going on, you're just getting lost in the music. And I think that is really powerful, because it enables us to get in touch with our bodies, and our hearts. Because I know when I'm doing the rebel, you know, strength or groove or whatever I'm doing, I start thinking and I start processing. And it's almost meditative. Well, we
2: actually say that a lot that meditation is you know, you think of it as being quiet, but really meditation is being quiet in here. So whatever it is that you're doing on the outside that can make it, you know, you not think about the grocery or your kids or whatever you have to do next, um, is so it's a it's a form of meditation for us too.
0: We're not really
2: good at sitting still. No. <laughs> I know, I'm already like, mean, I mean, <laughs> we feel like um meditating can come in all forms. Um it doesn't necessarily mean you know, being being sitting still and trying to be quiet, especially when you have a lot of things where you think through your mind. So for us, dancing is really meditating. Yeah, um, and 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 that's how we kind of. Like process things in our head and become quiet in our head and quiet all of that noise. That's like the only time of the day where I'm not thinking about what I have to do or what I've done or what I should have done. (laughs) So we find that that's why it's been super successful with a lot of our students and um, those that are getting involved with Rebel because it is that... Point in the day to where they look forward to it and they are able to just release all, all of the stuff and really focus on themselves for an hour.
1: Yes, yes. I agree 100%. And that's for me, I have always danced. I have always taken dance class, but even when I wasn't dancing formally, I would move. I move to process emotion. If I'm upset, I have to move. I've got to do something. Yeah. And that's similar to, you know, the yoga-esque that I do. It's the movement to get you out of your head to stop thinking and start processing because truly the answer is always inside of us. Right. Then, yeah. You both have different stories around fitness and movement. And I think it's important to share a little of that information because to set it up listeners know I'm a dancer. So people sometimes will say to me, well, if you do that, I can't do that because you're a dancer. You've always danced. You've always moved. I can't do that. I'm not going to try. Can you share your story and break down that belief? Absolutely. So we go through um, our
2: stories a lot um, well, in our our instructor trainings because we want people to understand that we don't come from a background of dance. We really just started this. uh, We formed the Groove format about 7 years ago. We only really branded about 3.5 years ago, but we've had Groove a lot longer. And really, it was um, a way for Ashley and I to... um, you know, kind of get through the hard stuff and in in our life just because we just both needed that release. And so we sort of both stumbled into this accidentally. We have a little bit different stories, but kind of the same thread. But um for me it was I, you know, I have four children, four boys, <laughs> a lot of testosterone in
1: my house. Oh yeah.
2: And um it was with the fourth pregnancy that it was a difficult pregnancy. He, uh, you know, I was given the diagnosis that he was very ill, probably not going to survive the pregnancy. And if he did, we'd have a lot of problems afterwards. And when you're given a diagnosis like that, it, it can bring you to your knees. Um, and so I think just that really had me begin kind of that journey that of, of trying to figure out you know, life at that point and where I was at, it really made me reevaluate a lot of things. And then for a while, I, too, I think you just put your head down and you plow through that hard stuff. And so once I had him, he um, ended up, he's healthy. I will say that. But with that, I think after all of that is when I sort of like hit my wall because then it's like, okay, he's okay. I'm not okay. You know, but I think you know you ignore all that for a long time just to get through stuff. But but then you get to that place where you're now having to deal with it, and with that came a lot of depression, struggling with losing yourself. Like, who am I? What's my purpose? What what you know? What am I going to do moving forward? Um, And a lot of um, desperateness of just also you know in addition to. The, the the mental health, you know, just you know, after four kids and focusing your life on your kids for so long that, you know, I gained quite a bit of weight and never, you know, and really hadn't done anything for myself. I homeschooled my kids for 10 years. Just everything was poured into everyone else. And so um, it just kind of left me with a place that I need, like, I need to do something. I was desperate. And so um, somebody, everyone says, you know, do yoga. Yoga is great. Yoga, you know, like, and and I think it was really just, I just need to pull myself, I was definitely trying to pull myself out of this pit. And I never did make it to yoga because that actually involves you having to do something. And that was my thing. Like, I was not this kind of person that just voluntarily tried anything or did anything. You literally have to shove me off a cliff to do anything. Thankfully, I had a neighbor who uh, became a dance fitness instructor and she invited me to a class. And that was my shove off the cliff of, okay, you know, she dragged me to this class and I took the class and and it was awful. I grew up in a very conservative household and dancing was just not something that that we did in uh, the religion that I was in. And so, so I couldn't dance. (laughs) And when I say it was bad, it was bad. Like, and I had a lot of weight on me. So everything on me shook in a really unattractive way in
1: my head. <laughs>
2: um, and I was just like, God, dear God when is this class going to be over? Afterwards, I'm like, I'm never doing that again. A few days later, I was like, you know, I kind of liked it. Like, It started to spark something in me. I'm like, I kind of liked that. And and so I looked forward to going the following week. And I went and same thing. It wasn't any better. I was going the wrong way. And like 3 days later, like, I kind of really like this. Then. The following week, that my friend wasn't able to attend with me, and I was really disappointed because I had actually started looking forward to it because it was really the first time that I had done anything for myself. You know, I was disappointed, and I remembered that there was a fitness studio in town that um, advertised this class. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to try this place. I've kind of been driving past it, sort of wondering. I called and asked if they had that class that night, and they did. And uh, the gal got into the phone um, saying, Ashley's the instructor. You're going to love her. And I was like, okay, cool. And met Ashley for the first time and stood in the back of her class. And it was a totally different class, like totally different vibe. And her energy just clicked. And we just, just like a connection. And I, I really am a competitive person when it comes to, you know, like competing against myself. Like, I'm going to do that. I was so frustrated because I couldn't do it. I was like, I'm going to do this. And um, every week, I mean, I would be puking in the bathroom. You know, I had 40, 50 extra pounds on me. And, you know, like, I can't breathe. I'm having to, you know, I'm hyperventilating. I'm running to the bathroom, puking, coming back. (laughs) And slowly, slowly but surely, I started getting the moves. Moving more towards the middle, and then moving up rows until one day I found myself standing next to her, and yeah, the rest is history. And that was like 2012, right? 2012. Yeah, I think when she rolled in. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, my I was kind of like you; like I was never a dancer. Well, you were a dancer. I, but movement was in music was always something that spoke to me. Um, so when I was like a little girl, aside from like doing tap when I was about four, maybe (laughs) um, I would would break down like some like Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson, Madonna in the basement. But that was pretty much it for, um, dance, like training. I just always like to move to the music. Um, and also I'm very active and need movement. (laughs) But, um, I think that for, I feel like for me, the class was, well, let me back up because my first experience in a dance fitness class was after I had my two, I have two boys as well. We have boys. We have a whole like baseball team between us.
1: You'll find a, lot of, a lot of the rebels
2: have boys. I don't know what
1: that. Is. I, I, I got two boys. <laughs> we <are>. we <laughs>
2: need our day. We need <laughs> our day. Yes, we need some time. <laughs> so the two boys. I had my second one, um and he, my little one, was about two. And my mom actually was single, and she was like, "Hey, i want going to try this class out because she was trying to get fit. It was a why." And so she asked me to go with her, and I really only went because I could put my kids in the childcare and like hang out with my mom. It was real no motivation for me to 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 get in shape or to do anything for myself. I think that for me, somewhere between like age like eight, nine or ten and thirty, two, I sort of like lost who I was. And and now even looking back, I'm like maybe I actually didn't even know who I was. Because for me it was such an awakening. Um I was always like my the female disease, I like to call it because I was always like doing all the shoulds and the people pleasing and making sure everybody else is happy. And so that sort of thing kind of like sort of controlled my whole life to the point where I didn't even know what I wanted, or, you know, didn't have any kind of voice because it was always about everybody else in my life. So taking this time to um and I was still nursing my little guy, like he was like like one and a half. I'm still like going here taking a dime away from the boys, putting him in child care. I went to this class with my mom and the instructor was like she was on in the front, like this packed class and she was just like on fire up there. And so it was kind of the same experience she had when she came to the um, first class with me. I sort of had that experience with this girl. I was like, whoa, this is What is this? And and also in the back row and not knowing what I was doing and totally just like, holy cow, I've never seen anything like this. And but there was this like little piece inside me that it kind of lit up and I thought, oh my gosh. Well, I wanted to go back, but I didn't want to go back, but I wanted to go back. And also competitive with myself, sort of wanted to like learn to be able to do what she was doing up there. And she was like twelve years older than me. I'm like, I can do this. (laughs) So, um, I continue to go back to this class. My mom did not, she (laughs) she didn't love it. She was like, no, don't love it. And for me, this class really, it wasn't so much about fitness as it was just like the camaraderie with the friends and sort of the community and, you know, you go to the class and it's the same faces and there's some accountability and, and just really taking the time to do something for myself. Um, and I would say this like started the, you know, igniting inside me, but it wasn't until, um, we moved to Colorado in 2011 and, um, I, I didn't, I had lived in Atlanta like my whole life. So leaving Atlanta was like very hard for me to do, um, and going to Colorado where I didn't know anybody and trying to find sort of my place there, um, looking for a class because that was something that had kind of taken a big was a big part of my life now you know going to this class two or three times a week um so i started looking around um at classes in castle rock where we lived and at the time it was a really small little town it's gotten a lot bigger since then but um so i went to a bunch of classes and these classes were like no this is not the same thing (laughs) and you know this girl's like atlanta and she's got like rap and everything is just like and I'm like what is this? This isn't what I'm used to. So I kind of started thinking to myself, like maybe I should get certified to do this. And I mean prior to this I had never thought about teaching. It wasn't even on my radar because I was just very content with being a student. Um but I was sort of forced, like she said, into having to do something more and kind of pushed off. So I got certified and I didn't really care if there was anybody else in my class. I just thought, you know what? If I just do it, it's me and like a couple people. And we dance to the songs I know. And at least I'm moving and I'm, you know, doing the things I need to do to stay, to stay alive and stay plugged in here in the community. stuff. And then that's really like when I started teaching, that was, I had no idea that that was going to do like that. It was a passion that I even had. I mean, talking about an awakening like that, I got, I was woke. I was like, oh my gosh. And so clearly we love it. We've been doing it for like almost a decade now, but so yeah. So no dance or um, workout history for either of us. It was just like, we literally
1: fell into our laps. Which is the best, which is absolutely the best. In a lot of my work, I talk about the sparkle inside and I fully believe that we all are born with a certain sparkle. We all have that passion inside us that needs to be ignited, that needs to be awoken. And because I love the dance analogy, it's the burlesque that I always use. It's uncovering it. It's stripping out of those shoulds. You know, you both mentioned your moms, you take care of other people. You talk about your mom and wanting to spend time with her. There's all of these shoulds that we should do. There's all of these things that we want to do. And you're absolutely spot on when you say it's the, the, you know, the female disease. We're raised to be good little girls. We yeah. are. Yeah. That is part of our, t- our history, our culture, our, you know, you had mentioned religion, our family, our teachers, the media. It's be good. It's conform. It's do things for others. A worthy woman sacrifices herself. And that is absolutely okay. <laughs> sad and not true yet. I've fallen into it. You fell into it. Every woman out there falls into it. And even when we have our awakening, I think sometimes it's hard to stay there. Right.
2: And I struggled when I first started. Um, I even struggled with, is this okay? I mean, just that guilt factor of, is this okay for me to do? I struggled with that for years. Um, Even just the dancing thing. It's like, kind of deprogramming everything that you've been told your entire life. And that's a process and that can wreck you. And um, I mean, I think we still do like, it's still easy to fall into that trap, like where I'm doing something for myself right now and I'm taking away from my kids or something else I could be doing for someone else that I love or that needs me. And so It's really, it's easy to fall into that trap. But we also know that when we do take this time for ourselves and do the things that, you know, are good for our health and mental health, it's like you actually show up for all these other people, you know, in a better way that do need you. You're a happier person,
1: (laughs) a much happier person. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) And much more capable, which leads right into the whole concept, that guilt of when we're dancing, when we're moving, we are, ooh, sexy. And there's such a stigma against you can't, I mean, that's, you know, the whole title of my book, smart, sexy, and spiritual, this belief that we can't be smart, sexy, and spiritual and a good mom. Yet we can. And yet we're a better mom when we're fully in our power. And I'm curious, since you are both the mother of boys too, my boys now were in their twenties, growing up with a mom who danced burlesque. They saw corsets. It was interesting because I received a lot of judgment around that. How can you do that? My boys were the boys that would not freak out when a girl's bra strap would fall off. It's a bra strap, who cares? They judge women less now because they know women can do and be everything. Who cares? It doesn't change their personality or their worth or their value and it doesn't change who they are in their eyes. So I've always thought, when we are so fully in our power and in our presence, we actually can break down some stereotypes and make stronger, healthy, healthier boys. I was curious if you had either re- e- if either of you had received judgment around being a mom, and in particular a mom of boys, and dancing in a strong, powerful way. I, I think. Um, I think it does. I definitely had just because, um, in
2: addition to being part of a, ki- a conservative community, um, I was also a homeschooling mom and there's a very much a stereotypical, you know, this is how a homeschooling mom behaves and looks. And I, I think, yes, from my, from my kids, which I'll get into in a second, but, um, really. From that community, the homeschool community, seeing the change in me, there's a lot, there was a lot of judgment. Absolutely. There still is. I'm sure they thought I all went crazy. (laughs) Um, but I will say this that, you know, it doesn't really it took me a long time to get over worrying about what other people thought about me. That because, you know, in that community, it really is a lot of it really is about appearance and how life just looks how it's perfect you know like you're the perfect mom you're the perfect teacher you know all of that um and it took me a long time to get out of worrying about what other people thought about me because what they thought about me wasn't good i knew that um but it didn't it it didn't matter it really I, i really feel like for the first time i am more myself than I mean, I didn't feel like I was playing a role anymore. And I think for many, many years, I felt like I was playing a role because it was really, I had to work at it. It was, didn't feel natural to me. It was very hard. And, and I think it came with because of all the expectations that were put on me as a, a certain type of person. And, and then when I broke, finally broke free from that and really felt like, oh my gosh, life is, doesn't have to be this difficult. Like it doesn't have to feel this hard. Getting more back to that person I was as a child, you know, and and feeling okay. This is who I am, and that's and that's okay. This is okay. Not only that, this is healthy. And but I think a lot of women in today's society really have a hard time with that because of all the expectations and feeling like, you know, they need they need to show up in a certain way. Um and they really are just playing a role. Um and I think Rebel has really helped a lot of women just sort of break free from a lot of that. And it really starts with just taking an hour to to just kind of let your hair down and let loose for a second and get back to that, you know, that little girl dancing in
1: <laughs> with her friends.
2: So anyway, for me, yes. And then for my voice, I have a couple of um College. So my my kids, I have two in college right now, and um, my my young one in high school, and then my youngest is a fourth grader. And honestly, my fourth grader knows what he remembers of me. What he knows of me is who I am now. Who he that's his recollection of me. My older children remember me from you know before we got before I before I did all this. And I would say that of all my children, my youngest one. Is probably going to grow up with the healthiest mentality, yeah, right? He's a different, yeah. And he, um rather than judging me for what I do, he's like my little, like my little champion. And Like he, and he's involved. He's involved in my life. He's involved in in what I do. Um, the student my students know him. Comes to classes, they love of him. He helps, you know, run our pop-up shops and things like that, like involve him and all of that. And this is normal. And he's proud of me. And that's the difference. And I really feel like he's going to have a much healthier view of women than the person I was before with my other children growing up with me as a different kind of a person. So interesting because I kind of have such a thread that I can sort of see it even within my own family.
1: That's phenomenal. I love that. And you're right, because people relate to people who are real. And we all know when we're being fed a line. And yes, you know, I talk a lot about shedding your labels, your roles, and your scripts. We're labeled, we play roles, and we have these scripts in our head about how life should be. And when we're fake, because we're living that role, people can't relate to us. Because we're perfect, nobody can relate to somebody who's perfect, <laughs> and you know. No. And I, I want to just say, um, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but
2: I think that's a big deal. Is with rebel, with both of us, we want our students to know that we are not perfect, and we, and and we are not. What we did was out of the need for. Um, something that was missing in our lives. And we are not gym rats. This is not something we've been doing our entire life. Um, and I think people just sort of assume that that's the case. And it's actually not. We're exactly like our students, which is why I think that we it's so relatable. I think our stories are relatable, but I think the format's relatable because what it did for us where it's now doing for other people. Yeah, we hear that a lot. Like a lot of the girls that come in, you know, they're like, oh, like they start to feel sexy again, where, you know, as a mom, and what is, and and it's funny because we actually have a whole like thing about what is sexy and we say we're sexy redefined. Yeah. You know, sexy, you think of like Victoria's Secret or high heels or whatnot. And it's like for us, um, sexy is more about having confidence and being strong, strong mentally, having your voice, being empowered. Um, And so these women, they come into class and they tell us that they're like, I feel like I'm getting like my sexy back. And that's huge. We love that. And I think to the boys situation, my boys only kind of really know. They were two and five when I started but my fourteen year old now is like really like working out and I love it because I feel like it's a good example for him. I mean, they might get embarrassed if I like you know, like a little twerking or something. They're like, oh no. no. <laughs> yeah. But they're they're totally used to it. And like you said, I don't think it'll be anything that they'll they'll ever be like, Oh, look at those girls dancing sexy, like you know, like gawking because they're used to mom being like, you know,
1: doing that sort of thing. So, right. Yeah. It's like the whole Super Bowl thing, you know, the halftime with who cares? They're on polls. They're strong, amazing women. And, They're doing amazing things. Let's get over it. It doesn't having a body moving in a way that somebody else, because you talked about judgment, somebody else perceives us, our movement as sexy. We are just embodying energy that's in us. We are just embodying power. How somebody else perceives it is not our responsibility.
2: Right. Exactly. And I think that with all the judgment and yes, for sure, there is always people that are going to be judging you no matter what you do. Whether it was this or something else, I feel like that's just, just a, a given. So it's like, well,
1: I might as well do what, like. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'll do what I like and not be. So, yeah. And my view around judgment, and it seems like you have the same view, is oftentimes we judge the thing that we want, but we're not brave enough to go after that thing yet.
2: Yeah. So- and you know it's funny you say that because I was thinking the same thing. A lot of times people will judge you just because honestly they're really jealous of what you what you have, yeah. and I think some of it's fear too because they can't they don't have that and they don't know how to get it, um, and so they just have to put you down. Well, that goes back to like the playground in elementary school. You know, like yeah. this is, this has been going on for a very long time with <laughs> women, especially. <laughs> they, they like to do that. They're mean. They're, they can be very mean to the thing that they see that they can't. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. So you have this transformation, and it's around fitness, it's around dance, it's around coming back home to yourself. And then you took that a step further, and you created a business out of this. That is a whole other learning curve. How did that happen? Because that seems like yet another step of this is going to take time. This is going to take money. This is going to take effort. Oh my gosh! What if I fail? Can you talk a little bit about your business journey and that leap? I think for us with a business, it's a
2: day by day. If we start thinking like big picture, it's very overwhelming. So I think for us, we kind of take things as they come and it feels like the next natural step and then it doesn't feel forced. And things seem to just work out that way. It's just like the snowball that keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So I think... Really just taking care of the needs as they come to us is kind of what we do. And we learn a lot. We've learned a ton, but... Oh, huge. And... You know, Ash and I really complement each other in the fact that she's, she's very creative. I tend to be a lot more administrative, um, and she has her strength, I have my strength, and it just works together really, really well. We, we don't find ourselves bumping into one another very much. It's like a very natural um, synergy, um, and it works. And so, um, and in addition to that, um, so... <laughs> The way that we sort of branded everything, I mean, we, we did this because it was a passion of ours. It was not yeah. something that we were thinking about, you know, mm-hmm. money. It was never... We weren't course looking course. at expanding and yeah. creating what we're creating right now because it really was just... It was it was us. It was our community, our students. And then I got the call one day that Ashley was going to be moving. And that put us in a, in a completely different uh, direction. And I think at that moment, it was like, this is either, we're at a place now where this is either going to die, mm-hmm. um, and, or this is going to have to go to a different level. And during that time, um, we, Met, um, who is our business partner, Angela. We met her, um, she, I mean, us was coming to our classes and checking us out, kind of scouting out to see, like, what is this thing? It wasn't really, she was very skeptical. And so, um, but she kept hearing about it, and she's like, you know, I got to see what this is. And so she did. She walked in, and she was taking her classes without really knowing who she was or what she was doing. And she was like wearing calorie counters and, and watching people to see how they reacted to it. All of that, trying to sort of prove that this wasn't real fitness. Like it can't be real fitness, you know. There's, there's the lights are off, the music's pounding, looks like a nightclub in there. You know, she was uh, the person who you know, worked out with a personal trainer and like that's real fitness or CrossFit, that's real fitness. This there's no way this could be real fitness. So she went in there, and she came out dripping in sweat and seeing that she you knows she burned, you know, 700 calories, and she's like, Wow, okay. That's
1: real. <laughs> real fitness,
2: and it's fun. And so then she introduced um, well, we had a mutual friend that introduced us with her. We sat down, we chatted, and she's like So what do you you, you ever think about doing something with us? And so that's where she came in to sort of, I feel like she, we call her the chaos coordinator. Like (laughs) working with us is like really like herding cats. Like we, we are not the easiest when it comes to focusing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so she really kind of helped us sort of like, pull in all of our crazy and, um, she's start, organized, start building a business. She's Part. paralyzed part. So when you talk about all the details of the business type stuff, yeah, I think that our heads weren't there. We've gotten a lot better. Yeah. Because we've had many times where things were like, this has been working, you know, but because of that thing that didn't work, it was like, so, okay, so how do we fix this to make it better? And to like, for an example, like, we release two new songs a month on the 25th in our classes. And the reason we did that was because we were doing choreography in separate states and I'm doing it in my class and she's doing it in her class. And then we come together to film it, you know, and when we do that, it, it, it sort of takes on a different life or maybe I go to the right or she goes to the left. And it was so hard for us. It was like a major source of contention. Like we were like crying about it, like, well oh, no. And so <laughs> it was like, Okay, we don't do these songs in our classes. Well, because, because what it, it happened, you have to understand when we first started this, we were in the same place. Right totally. together, we were dancing together, it all looked the same. And then when she moved And then we would get together to film choreography. All of a sudden, we're not synced anymore. And I think part of that was even mental. of Just like, oh, my God, it was like right in our faces that we're not together. We're not together anymore. And then, and so when we talk about lemonade and lemons, even with not being together anymore, we, actually, we were just talking about this in the car. We were, we were filming in the suit or rehearsing in the studio last night and we were driving home. And it was something that you said, Mm -hmm. you know, even with just the fact that our Rebel Nation community, we call our rebels Rebel Nation. And like the fact that we've been able to create a community online that that is even tighter than the community we had in our local class um, before she moved um, has been incredible to us because we never would have thought that would have happened, but it almost was like her being in one place and me being in another created the need for us to be able to keep that connection, right. which in turn has created this community online um, across the United States, connecting all of these Crews of rebels now that we have instructors that are teaching all over the place and everyone knows each other. So, you know, this person in Florida knows this person in Atlanta, Who knows this person in Denver, Who knows this person in Vancouver, and they all know each other. Yeah. And talk to each other and visit each other, which has been crazy. Yeah, they're, they're like, they don't need us anymore to do this. So it was, it was like us just striving to keep like our classes like together, even though they were separate, we just wanted to feel like there was that cohesiveness between my class and her class. And so we started doing that in Rebel Nation. And now it's like it, these people, it's like they are in the same class, even though they're in completely different states. And yeah, they've like, never met. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. it is. It is very but cool. again, that's something that happened because of something that was not good. I don't think we would have that Rebel Nation group if we weren't in separate places like that because we wouldn't have had that need like she was talking about. So. Yeah. And even also, um, uh, the way that our business has kind of um, evolved with the, the lemonades out of lemons is even the fact that we don't use microphones and how that all kind of came about. And that's really Ashley's story. But, um, yeah, know, we don't... So our company is Rebel. We... And, and, and for a reason, we go against the status quo of what's in the fitness industry. So typically, when you walk into a group fitness class, you've got you know fluorescent lights, you know, because we all look really hot and fluorescent. Oh lighting. yes, <laughs> and, uh, which i don't never understand in gyms, but whatever. Yes, I know. Um, and uh, you know your your group fitness instructor, the mic. Uh, you know, they're screaming at you. They're yeah. looking at you. They're turning and they're, they're, they're staring you down. I mean, they're looking at you. And we're, we're taught in group fitness certifications as well as employers that Jim's telling, we've even had our instructors get told this. You have to teach faith in your class. Otherwise, you don't work here. Yeah. And I have to understand that because. I don't know about you, especially when you're new to a gym, you walk into a class and what is the fastest way you're going to be intimidated? The instructor staring at you. I don't understand that mentality, but for some reason, this is the way it is in the fitness industry. And so what we do is we shut our lights off. Um, so, so that immediately gets rid of a lot of inhibition, especially when you're dancing, because that takes a lot of guts to walk into a dance class, especially when you've never done it before. It's very intimidating. And so we want to create that experience, that inviting experience. of you know what? No one's going to be looking at you Mm -hmm. and the lights are down. So you can just kind of pretend to be whoever you want to be for an hour. We don't think of mics. And initially that was because Ashley used to wear a mic and it broke. And the place that she taught at never replaced it. And so she just went off of nonverbal cueing, which is what we teach our instructors, where it involves a lot of hand signals, almost like sign language. And right. that's all you need, really. Um, because I don't know if you've been in a dance fitness class where they are shouting at you through a mic. but um, You're like, the beat's about to drop, shut up. Exactly. Like, oh <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like, stop to <laughs> And they're screaming, and you can't hear what they're saying anyway because the music's right. so loud. So, you know, there's no need for that. Um, we want our students to feel the music. And the minute you start screaming at them like a fitness instructor, it reminds them they're in a fitness class. And that's not what we want. We turn away from our students. So we're facing the mirror. And we find for a couple of reasons, it's easier to follow directionality, especially if you're doing circles, if you're turning around, moving forward or backwards. Sometimes it's a little confusing when somebody is facing you, whether what direction you're supposed to go or, or whatnot. So it takes, it takes that complication out of it. But really we want, we don't want to create an atmosphere of intimidation. And then, yes, we'll turn around periodically and play with our students. We'll interact. Um, There's ways of connecting with your class. You talk about even looks in the mirror and stuff. But the class is meant to feel like you're, you know, like it's, it's like a thing that you look forward to, like something, it's not a fitness class. Like it's a, an event in your life. Like we have women that are like, Oh my gosh, I dress up. Like they'll like get ready, put on their makeup and their jewelry. And they'll like look a certain way for class because they they're they're excited about it. they anticipate it like all week you know so um that's really the experience we're trying to create we're trying to create an experience not yeah. just like a class like it's like you come and it's something that you look forward to mm-hmm. so honestly burning the a thousand calories an hour is sort of a
1: byproduct of <laughs> right <laughs> right it's
2: amazing the transformations we've seen too because i think for a lot of women well this is a lot for a lot of our students um, and I don't want to say women. We have men too. I don't want to limit it to that. Um, but um, we have a lot of our students come into a class. This will be the first time they've ever come into a gym. That's why we call it the gateway drug into the fitness industry because it draws a lot of people. So, for example, you know, so and so comes into a class and then they fall in love with it. So they invite their neighbor and they invite their right. friends, people who've never been in a gym. Um, and then it becomes kind of this this addiction, this thing and for the first time, not only are they in the gym, but they're working out regularly for the first time because it doesn't feel like they're working out and we've run into so many cases to where all of a sudden, this person walks into our class and they've literally melted yeah, like gone yeah. I mean, the amazing transformations that we've seen um, and it's crazy because a lot of these people for the first time are experiencing this and that's where the empowerment comes in I think because so many women for the first time are realizing I can control who I am yeah. um, I can control my health how I feel mm-hmm. my, you know, when I feel like for so long they felt out of control yeah. and and so they become very empowered and that's where the confidence comes and that's where the sexiness comes. And I can't tell you how many people we've My seen gosh. who walk into their first class with baggy clothes and long sleeves trying to hide. Mm-hmm. And then are like, you know, a year later in the front row ripping their shirt off. Well, and it spills over in other parts of their life too. It's not sure. like they come in there and they experience this like empowerment and then it spills over into their career, into their marriage, into being a parent, and being a friend. It's like Every part of your life changes when you
1: start taking care of you. Yes. And that whole mental component. When you know, because you both talked about being competitive, when you know something's a little bit difficult, instead of saying, oh, I can't do it, you lean into it and then you succeed. And it makes you realize, if I can succeed in this four count of choreography, then I can succeed in eight counts of choreography. Oh, now I can succeed in a whole song. Now I can succeed in a whole class. Now maybe I can ask for a raise. Now maybe I can stand up and get out of a marriage that's abusive. Now I can advocate for my child. Now I can wear my hair my own way, whatever it is. It's just those small steps along the way, like you talked about in creating your business. If you looked at the whole thing, you'd say, oh, I can't do it all. What's the need now? What is the most logical next step? And can I do that? And when it goes wrong, how do I fix it? And I think, that, yeah. And I think that is a perfect transition into the five steps of Flaunt, which stand for find your fetish, laugh out loud, Accept unconditionally, navigate the negative, and trust in the truth. Because this journey to become, you know, a member of a rebel nation, this journey to become a rebel really starts with finding your fetish, finding that spark inside that you have forgotten about, finding that joy. And then having the bravery to come to class and to realize this made me feel good, whether it's actual laughter. And and I tell you, I do see the rebel things online, and there's so much fun. And yes, sometimes you're flapping around, and you're like, this isn't what they're doing. <laughs> and, it, and it is fun, and it's funny, and that's where for me, I have to accept unconditionally. I have to accept unconditionally that I'm trying, I don't know this yet, I will get better, or I can make my own choreography because that move just isn't working in my body right now. And then, that, yeah. And then that's that navigate the negative. What do I need in order to, do I need to practice? Do I need to watch the breakdown video? Do I need to just choose to give it up because that is okay too. How do I navigate this? And then All the way right back around to the T of flaunt is trusting your truth. And that's that transformation that you're talking about, that I'm going to wear clothes that make me feel good. It's not superficial to get dressed up. It's not superficial to put on makeup if you feel better because of it. Mm -hmm. I like makeup because I feel stronger and more powerful in it. But at the same time, if I don't have time to put it on, it's not going to change my worth. I'm not going to sit around and, you know, sink down and let go of my power because I don't look great. But I like looking good because I feel better for me. You know, it's interesting because we have a whole thing in our training
2: with our instructors called dressing the part and, or, you know, and it's that whole adage of dress for success. But we have so many stories of um, students of ours who say, you know, like, I... I put on mascara like I have for class. I haven't like I haven't put on mascara for like date
1: night in
2: like <laughs> you know what I mean like they're dressing up for our classes more than they even would in their regular life and I think there is something powerful about about that sort of thing and of course you know the makeup is not the issue the issue is that they are They they do they they are starting to feel they feel good about themselves and and for some of them like the first time in a long time we have an instructor who we've been like floored she there are a lot of moves that were difficult for her to do so she just created her own modification um, and you know made it made it work for her and you know when so many people have been really struggling during COVID and gaining weight and because there's a lot of stress and a lot of emotional trauma and there's, um, and, and boredom, um, <laughs> where they're gaining weight. Um, this, we, I just saw a picture of her for the first time in a while. I was like, what happens to her? I
1: mean, she's been killing it
2: yeah, during COVID, um, and, and becoming just this different Person and, and again, we're seeing another transformation. It's just different. How it's just crazy to me, you know, how somebody can just take total control over their life and make such a change. Well, and like you were saying, like it's the the movement doesn't work for your body. Like that's what she's done. She's taken these movements, the ones that don't work for her body, and she's does what she can do and what her body loves to do and wants to do. And it's like, yes. Yeah, Crazy, Mm -hmm. and not only that. Now she has a class, her own class, teaching rebel with these modifications for other people who struggle with, you know, getting, uh, getting air. (laughs) Shout out to Eileen. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I I love it. It's so fun to see um, just everyone. Oh, how other, everyone's using um, Rebel in ways that we never, ever thought. Um, last night, there was a big uh, fundraising event one of our instructors put together to benefit teen mental health. Oh, that's uh, great. Yeah. And just the ways that they're using this that we never thought... Would happen, and it's just been crazy. Yeah, um, they're taking it places we could never. Absolutely, mm-hmm. We're call it, we call it
1: rebel with the cause. That's our little like tagline for <laughs> it. It rebels <laughs> with us. Yeah, that's cute. But that's what it's about. It's about the transformation because working out as a should. I am always so passionate against self-care because I always think self-care is another should. It's another way to guilt women into, you should have a massage. You should have lunch with the girls. you sh-. And it's like, oh my gosh, no, I shouldn't. I should do whatever makes me feel good. And yeah, that's what this whole rebel is about. And I love the name, love, 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 love the name, because we do need to rebel against anything that is not us, not to be a jerk, but in order to express ourselves fully for who we are, not for who we think we should be. And if you are very comfortable in baggy clothes and in the back of class, because that's you, own it. Yeah,
2: provide cool. a place for that. Where again, the lights are
1: off. There is no judgment
2: in that room. Yeah, it's like you, you do you. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah,
1: mm-hmm. we're like we're not a dance team. People just do you. Yeah, have fun. Do your thing. Yeah, and step into that power. Power and worth are two things that women have been stripped of by society, by the patriarchy, and. Rebel is, in my estimation, a phenomenal way to take back that power, to own that worth. And my friend introduced me to Rebel during COVID. And she said, this is your book in a dance form. And you've got to try this. I I don't she's like, trust me, love this. I'm like, well, I teach fitness. I don't need to work out. I dance burlesque. I don't need to work out. I've created my own yoga-lask fitness model. I don't need this. And I kind of tried it to placate her, quite honestly. I'm like, okay, I'll try this thing. But I and I was hooked after the first class. I thought this feels amazing. And yes, this is an empowerment journey. This is psychotherapy in a class. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. this is not just another fitness class because I kept thinking, I don't want a fitness class. I don't really want a dance class. I, w- I want to do me. And right. I'm so grateful that she shared it with me because I've used it ever since. Sometimes I do the whole full class. Sometimes I do a half hour. Sometimes I'm like, you know what? This song's in my head. I'm just going to go put on, you know, that little video and dance to it. Uh-huh. so yeah, it's an amazing way. Now I know that you've got an offer going on right now where listeners can try. Um, do you want to talk about that? Is there a, a code? Is, is it the two weeks free still? What is your trial offer right now?
2: So we always offer two weeks free. Um, but we also, um, for anyone listening to your, your program to give them a month free, we have a code that they can use. It's rebel get fit. R-E-B-3-L, Get Fit, all one word. And that will give them um, a 30-day
1: trial. Perfect. So listeners, it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what kind of a floor you have, if it's carpet or hardwood. You don't really even need that much space. Um, Jump online and do your three-month. And then if you're
2: looking for a live class, we also have a class locator on our website. So we have classes popping up all over the United States. Um, We also have um virtual trainings right now because obviously with COVID a lot of our stuff got shut down. And we used to do live trainings all over the country, but now we're offering virtual trainings. Our next one's gonna be in September uh, for Groove. And then we're looking at a strength training in October. So we will be putting information up on that as well on our website. So yeah, go to our website it has everything. And we're gonna be starting a challenge soon. So we do challenges throughout the year. Um we always do a little black dress challenge, and that's kind of like hand holding through the holidays. Yeah, it's like getting through the holidays without gaining the the ten pounds, fifteen pounds. But we're getting ready to start a new challenge um, in September, September fifteenth. That is called Band Together. So it's a little little sneak peek, and um, yeah, it's like it's sort of just like you know guided workouts at home, and just sort of really. Um, the big part of our challenges, too, is being in our group on Facebook, the Hashtag Rebel Nation Mm
1: -hmm. group,
2: because there's so much motivation there and just camaraderie. So it's going to be... It's going to be a good challenge. We conducted when, um, we usually have two challenges a year, usually the May Day challenge. And like Ashley said, the, the little black dress challenge this year with COVID. <laughs> um, we, oh, we literally overnight had to, um, fast track our spring challenge because normally it's in May and all of a sudden now it's March. Everything shut down. Um, and we launched, we worked all weekend, launched our, Yeah, the SOS challenge. We (laughs) launched our SOS challenge and it ended up being way longer than we ever would have. Longest challenge ever. (laughs) But everyone just needed that during that time. We were all in quarantine and we just, it was amazing because everyone was doing the same thing and they were all doing it together alone, but together and they were all sharing their videos with us, doing it with their families, doing it with their pets, doing it with their kids, doing it with their husbands. Um, I mean, it just really brought us to tears with what we were seeing happening and it got a lot of people through a lot of a lot of very difficult times. Awesome. And, um, well, we did little mini challenges within the challenge. So like, for example, we would have on there, like our playlist would be um, like She Power. Like She Power was one of our, our playlist. And you may have seen these. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was all of our female artists that were sort of like this gave you this empowering feeling. And then we would do little videos of ourselves and everyone was posting them, each of their you know little selfie video. Like the things about them that made them feel strong, you know, and so it was just like, if I am resilient, I am brave, I am this. And so everybody had like three things and we had these little mini challenges throughout the, the big SOS challenge where people were like just digging in and like diving into these. Place. But then I think everybody was just feeling like really bad, of course, during this time. So like a lot of introspection was happening. Right. There were a lot of emotions with it. A lot of people dealing. You know, I mean, all of a sudden, they're sitting in there quiet. You know, I call it the great pause. You know, and it was how do you deal? How did how did people deal with it? Some people, you know, it was for some people it was really good for everything to stop for a moment. That they could, You fit in you yeah. know, whatever they were dealing with that they were maybe not dealing with. <laughs> yeah. well, it's like all of a sudden you're recognizing all the things that you were keeping busy with. Like I'm busy with, you know, running around, running errands, going shopping, you know, doing this eating out, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden you're left with nothing. And so you're kind of stripped and it's raw and the videos were so vulnerable and so raw. And it was everyone me. actually being apart and being in quarantine um, everyone actually really got to know each other better during that time of isolation with, within our group. We learned things about people we thought we knew that we had no idea what was going on. And they, what was amazing to me is that they felt safe enough in that group with this crew of people yeah. to be able to be transparent and vulnerable mm-hmm. and have these breakthroughs very publicly for some of them. And then others not, but the ones that didn't, Sure, publicly we watching the other ones and they were truly all helping each other and went through some an amazing time of like crying videos with tears. I mean, it was really raw. And now all of our rebels are ready for a rebel retreat, which is in the making of oh, I know. <laughs> like a big retreat with all of us together. Yeah. yeah Wait for the day when we can do this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's coming. It is coming. It is coming. Yeah. Yeah. So listeners, if you try, if you jump online and you try this and you reach out to me, I will send you something because I enjoy it so much. And like you were saying, this power of connection, this power of being a rebel with a cause. If you try this, try your try your try your free stuff. Let me know. And I will send you something really fun just because I believe in it that strongly. So Ashley and okay, Trish thank you. So for being here today. <laughs> I really like I said, I hope you all try it, whether you're a dancer whether you're a non-dancer, this is absolutely doable. Just get out of your head, get into your body, have an amazing week. And as usual, always remember to flaunt who you are.
0: Tune in next time to flaunt, build your dreams, live your sparkle with radio host Laura Cheadle every Wednesday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 radio network. Overcome the need to please and find the uninhibited joy of being exactly who you are right now. Come find your fetish, laugh out loud, accept unconditionally, navigate the negative, and trust in your truth. Find out more and get your free gift at LauraTitle.com. That's dot ecom